0: Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. This is episode 860. And today, if you are watching this, well, I'm in a different location. If you're listening, well, you might just hear the audio is a little different, but I am in a different location. And right now, I am at my daughter's house in Virginia. And those of you that know, maybe reading my emails or just listening to the podcast or maybe part of our coffee talks, you know that my oldest daughter, Alexis, uh, was pregnant. And uh, well, she went four weeks early. And funny story. Her mother, my wife, went four weeks early for her, which is just kind of uh, kind of funny that they both did the exact same thing. So, yes, uh, it's been a little uh, crazy around here. We actually got a phone call in the middle of the night. We had to make the five-hour trip in the middle of the night. And then from there, she delivered uh, Emmy K, uh, my, uh, my granddaughter, my grandbaby. I am now officially pop-pop. All right, and uh, yeah, it's just been great. Uh, a, little, a little crazy, though, because she was early. She had to go uh, and stay in the hospital for an extra uh, four days to get her, uh, her lungs clear and to get her vitals to where they, they felt comfortable releasing her. Uh, she still was a good weight. She was born six pounds, three ounces, I believe, and she left, I think, five, ten, uh, which is great. Um, And I believe Alexis, uh, my daughter, she was born at five, six and left the hospital just under five. Uh, So it's just very similar, kind of funny, uh, but uh, she's healthy. She's home now, finally. So that's why I'm in a new location, but... This podcast is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I do not miss a Monday, Wednesday, Friday as you guys have probably seen over the past uh, several years, okay? And so what I'm doing today is I'm just going to record this little intro to set up this episode. Now, this episode is all about email writing mistakes and how to fix them. And it was a hot seat session that I did, actually a, a email review session with Karen, who's also part of our Brand Creators Academy. But what I did was I did a coffee talk and I brought up her email that she had written to her email list and I critiqued it and I broke it down and then I rewrote it, okay? And I pointed out some, I don't want to say mistakes necessarily, they're just You know, beginner mistakes, let's call them those, and it's totally normal, but you only learn by seeing that. It's kind of like a teacher taking the homework and then going through and highlighting things that need to be reworked. That's what we did. We talked about subject lines. We talked about uh, how to make it all about them as far as like the reader and not you, Um, multiple calls to action, how many calls to action you should have, how to format it, all of that stuff. And if you're watching this, you're going to see my screen and going through the email. If you're listening, then you'll hear me reading it and going through each uh, part of her email and then the one that I rewrote. Um, so really, really good. You're going to learn a ton through it. You might want to take some notes on this one, grab a pen and paper and grab some uh, or and some, take some notes. Um, and again, you might want to re-listen to this one. This is episode 860. So if you want the show notes, they will be detailed show notes, transcripts, and all of that stuff in the video. We'll be there at brandcreators.com forward slash 860. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, and if you want to be part of our coffee talks, all you need to do is just head on over to takeactioncrew.com and that's where we meet Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, what I call coffee talks because that's where I have my coffee and we hang out. And uh, we do things like this. Uh, TakeActionCrew.com will take you over to that page. And from there, you'll be notified when we go live. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Friday is always the Friday jam session. That's where I answer live QA. All right. So make sure that you go over there and join us. We'd love to have you. All right. So I'm going to stop talking so you can listen to this episode really on how to write good emails, how to correct mistakes, or avoid these mistakes, and just write better emails. All right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Today, I am going to be doing uh, an email review uh, actually from one of our Brand Creators Academy uh, members, and uh, I had noticed that um, she had sent out an email to her list because I'm on her list. Um, As any good teacher would want to basically make sure that. you know the the student is doing their work, and um and she is, but there are some things that I wanna that I wanna talk about, and what I love about this is that we're not hypothetically talking about something; we're talking about an actual real example, um and this one is going to be for Karen who is on here right now, Karen Curtis, uh and uh, we are going to be um we're going to be addressing um, that email. So this is going to be uh, an email marketing broadcast message review, all right, and we're going to break it down. I spent about 15 minutes this morning actually writing an email as if I was writing it for Karen, and you will see what hers look like, what mine looks like, and why I think that there's some things that we might be doing when we're writing emails or trying to do too many things all in one email. Um, and also who we are making the email for or writing the email for. Really, really important that we understand this stuff. But the cool thing is, is you can get better. And I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm still learning, always wanting to learn how to write better, uh, You know, how to create better um, hooks, how to create better calls to action, how to create better stories. I think storytelling is a whole nother thing that we could always be Ah, uh, learning and and growing and evolving. All right, so let me go ahead and share my screen. All right, so here we are. Now I pulled up the emails and I kind of saved them because I wanted you to see the very first thing that I'm seeing here, okay? So, in the sea of of uh, emails that we get in our inbox, It doesn't look this clean usually, right? It's going to be one message. These are both messages that were sent a day apart. See the 22nd and then the 23rd. She's done exactly what I have recommended that you do. You send out email number one, you wait 24 hours. And then the next day you come in and you write a different subject line with the exact same email to the unopens. Now, Karen, I know that you're on here. What was the open rate on this email? And then what was the open rate? the additional open rate on this, and then collectively, what did we get on this right here? So if you can get me those numbers and then we can talk about them a little bit later, but I do want to know what those numbers are. Now, first off, we're just, again, when I, when we talk about email and sending out broadcast, this is a broadcast message, by the way. Okay. An email broadcast means that I'm going to write an email and I'm going to send it to everyone on my list or whatever segment of the list I want to, but most of the time it's to the main list. This is not an autoresponder uh, sequence. That's a whole nother conversation, right? If someone downloads something, we're going to follow up with them through an email sequence that will be an autoresponder, meaning it will, res- it will auto respond in the sequence that we, that we tell it to. And most of the time it's like, you just downloaded something. You're immediately going to get an email with the download link and thanking you. And then maybe two days later, you'll get another follow-up says, Hey, just wanted to make sure you got it. Make sure you downloaded it. If you have any questions, let me know. Here's the link again. Talk to you later. And then you'll have another one that might follow up with another piece of content that will relate back to the thing that they downloaded. That's an email auto responder sequence. This here is not what we're talking about here today. This is about a broadcast message. Okay. Okay. Which I recommend doing at least one a week. Okay. So the subject line, this is what we call a subject line. Okay. This here is the hook in a sense as well. Okay. What is going to get your attention? Now we can do a whole coffee talk, which we've done in the past. We can do a whole coffee talk on just subject lines and testing different subject lines. Um, the one thing I would say, if something caught your eye, even with a friend, let's say a friend sent you an email and the subject line, not the person, but the subject line caught your attention, make that or turn that into a swipe file into a folder. So I would create a folder inside my Gmail account and I would just put in their email swipe. And then I would just, just go ahead and move that message into that folder. So I know that those are subject lines that made me want to open that email, regardless of who sent it. Okay. Really powerful stuff. Cause sometimes it's not what you think. Now, the one thing I'm noticing here, Karen, is everything you have is all caps. Now, I don't like that for, well, two reasons. Number one, most of the time, if you send an email to your friend, it's not going to be all caps. If anything, it's going to be all lowercase because you're in a hurry and you don't care. and You're like, ah, they don't care if I capitalize, right? But in your case, you are in the school, the teacher, okay? So you have to be a little bit more careful. Because people will be judging you on your grammar, on your uh, you know capitalization like this and all that, so you got to be a little bit careful there. I'm not saying you got to like stress about it, but you do have to be a little bit aware of that. Um, the other reason why I don't like all caps is because it also signals to the spam traps, okay, in your Gmail, your Yahoo, wherever other. Uh, email provider you have, it could send a flag that it's spam and it'll get delivered to the promotions tab or the spam uh, folder. So I don't like to use all caps in the entire subject line. Now, can you use it for like important and then put it in brackets and then just normal, you know, normal writing? Yes, you can do that. I do like to generally, not always, I like to mix it up. I like to have at least the first letter in each word capitalized. Or I might have it say something like in, in this case, if it was like a must read for your kids. Must that could be capitalized, but read for your kids, that could be a capital R and then E A D would be lowercase, and then F would be capitalized, O R and then uh, or O R would wouldn't be, and then you know, Y would be and then K would be. Um or you can just say a must read and then in brackets, um, for your kids in just all lowercase doesn't even have to be that. Um, so I would play with that. Uh, and it's not even necessarily saying what people will see. It's more of the spam traps or it getting flagged. So that's just one note that I noticed. Okay. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to open this email and, uh, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about what I like and what I don't like. Okay. All right. So here we go. Hi, Scott. How was your week? Mine was great. I helped my granddaughter Willa to make a painting with her name. Isn't she lovely to watch how we created this? Just click video. And my week was also productive. I've added more information and details on my blog entitled fine motor skills. If you haven't read it yet, read here. Uh, let's see here. I am sure it will give you more information on how you can help your child improve this skill for better development. So you need to check it out. There are also worksheets available on this website for fine motor skills. Just go to Willabina or Willa Willabine and comp, Co Company dot um, com and download it now so your child can start working to develop his fine motor skills while having fun. Password Willa twenty twenty. Don't necessarily think that we need the password thing there. I think it should just go to a lead magnet or if it's, these people are already on your list, so you wouldn't send them to a lead magnet. You might just want to tag them if they click on it or just give it to them because they're already on your list. No reason to put it behind a password. Um, and then it just, uh, finishes and says, if you have any questions or suggestions, please send me a message by clicking any of the icons below. I'm always happy to help. Talk to you soon. Miss Karen Willoughby and co. And then you have a couple of links down here. Okay. So that's the email, cute picture, love it, right, Um, okay, so I'm going to, first off, kind of talk about this opening, okay, one thing we have to understand, it's hard for us to do this, people don't care about us, (laughs) okay, I know it sounds bad, but it's the truth, okay, you guys You like my stories, but if I just talked about me and everything I'm doing, you'd probably turn me off because in the back of your mind, you're trying to see how I or the lessons that I share will help you with where you want to go, right? You don't want me to just tell you everything that I'm doing and how great it is, right? So we need to change the languaging to be all about them and not about you. And if it starts to become something about you, you got to immediately turn it around. So it's about them. Okay. And how it's going to benefit them. Right? So the other thing is here is hi, Scott, how was your week? Like you're asking me a question. I can't really respond to that. I mean, it's great that you're doing that because it sounds conversational, but you're asking for them to actually give you an answer. You can't give an answer. Right. So I, I wouldn't necessarily be um, asking a question right out of the gate. If you're asking a question, that's a call to action. Okay. Um, and then you go on to say, uh, Mine was great. I helped my granddaughter, Willie, Willa, to make a painting with her name. Isn't she lovely? Again, another question. Isn't she lovely? Um, if anything, it could have been, Isn't she lovely? Smiley face. Right. And that way, there you're not asking for them to fill in that because when you ask a question, they're answering that question right? And they want to. Um, so it's not wrong. It's just not necessary. Again, a lot of this is, and and I I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to show them you have a granddaughter. You're all about, you know, your, your family, your kids, your, your grandkids, all that. And you're trying to be as if it was a friend. And I like that, but the approach here, I think It needs to come at them about them, not necessarily just about, um, you like, what is the point in me reading this and wanting to read further? Um, I like the picture, but I think if your email list is not seasoned that well yet, I would hold off on images. And the reason why is because that can also signal a red flag for spam. Okay. Or for, uh, you know, going into the promotions, anytime we put links, anytime we put images, it's going to, uh, put up a flag. It just is. And depending on how seasoned your account is, we don't want any flags going against it. If anything, we want it opened and we want people to consume it and click it. But more importantly, we want opens when the opens there, then we want the click. Um, the other thing is the formatting on this is a little off. I would always have it go to the left. Um. So inside ConvertKit, you can center it or put it in on the left hand side. I would always snap it because it makes me on desktop. Now on mobile, this might be different, but it makes me want to read and then boom, and then I'm over. It's kind of jumbly to me. Um, okay. So let's just move on. To watch how we created this, just click the video. Okay. Um. I think we can. I think we can make that better. Um. But again, this is an art project, right? And. What you really want to do is you want people to see or know that they can create an art project very easily, right? And that they can, they can do it themselves and you're going to show them how, right? That's the big thing here. Um, and I'm going to show you my email here in a minute. Um, so then you go on to, to, into something completely different here. Okay. And my week was also productive. I, I have added more information and details on my blog entitled, um, fine motor skills. If you haven't read it yet, read it here. Why do I want to read that? Right? Like why, like you go on to tell me again about your week. Right. And I get what you're saying. You're like, I've been busy this week doing something, but more, I think it would, it would benefit um them and you better. If you would say this week, I've been busy creating more resources for you on fine motor skills. Right? So instead of saying my week was also productive, It's more like I've been super busy this week too, working on fine motor skills training for you, you know, go here to check it out. So again, we're making it about them, but I think there's also something else we have to address here before we even get into that. We have to address the problem. We have to highlight the problem. We have to hook the reason why you would even want to go there. Um, and I'm sure it will give you more information on how you can help your child improve this skill for better development. So you need to check it out, right? It's a little harsh on the, so you need to check it out. Um, And again, when I, when I write right when I go over the writing of, of the email that I did, you'll see what I mean. Um, There's also worksheets available on the website for fine motor skills. Just go to, and then you, you know, give the download and all that. If you have any questions, that's all fine. Okay. No PS, by the way, I think we always need to add a PS. Okay. And I'm not sure if I like this down here again, it's two more links that are coming in the, that even though they're Facebook and, uh, where is that? Uh, I don't even know where that is. Um, I can't really see. It just looks like it's convert kit. Um, maybe it's just an email back, um, but it's two different links. So I don't think we need that. Okay. So again, I think it's great that you wrote this email. I think it could do okay, but I think we can get it to be a lot better. Okay. So starting with the subject line, a must read for kids or for your kids, okay? A must read for your kids. Okay, it sounds good, but I also want to know what is it a little bit, right? Like there's some curiosity there, but it's not direct enough. Or maybe it's um, must read. Um, this will help your kids, like something like that, okay? So again, not bad at all, um, but the call to action is an art project and the resources over to the fine motor skills. So the, the problem that I see there is if you want one thing to be the call to action, um, you want to go throughout the entire email and keep pointing back to that. Now, I'm not saying you can't have multiple calls to action. Just understand that you're going to get less of a response when you do that. Okay. So I try to keep mine to one thing occasionally too, but for the most part, it's one thing. If it's one blog post, it's one blog post. Right. If I send them to a video, what if they click here on this video? They're gone. Right. They're going to go over to the video. They may never come back to your email again. Right. So we have one shot at the click inside. So that's why we want to be careful um, with doing that. Now I'm not saying you can't do it. Um, you can. I mean, uh, one thing to do is when you're doing multiple uh, calls to action, is then it will also tell you what people are more interested in. Right. So, um, so just some some side note there. I'm going to take a sip of coffee while we kind of uh let that all sink in and then I'm going to jump into my email. And before I do, I'm going to jump into the questions real quick. Karen did say open rate on average is 38.9%, click through rate is 15.2%, which is really really high. Um which is awesome. Um but um I, like I have said before that is going to um most likely go down as the list grows. Um but that is a good uh yeah that's a good open rate. I'll give you an example. Um, we just started another little project that we're going to be, uh, sharing inside, uh, brand creators Academy. And we're getting like a 44% open rate on a very small list, right? So it's great, but we know that that's going to come down. Reality is between 18 and 25% somewhere in there. And the click-through rate anywhere is from one to 5% is good. Um, Derek says caps means yelling at people or shouting it is, or bringing attention to it, right? So if, if I want you to open my email it might be right it might it be in all caps open immediately brackets and then it might be like um i need to share this with you right something like that uh what is the hot seat uh debbie is saying uh what is the hot seat well a hot seat we do inside brand creators academy and it's something like this here um but usually when we do a hot seat it's with the other person being on so karen that's on here right now with the with the email that i'm reviewing her and i did a hot seat about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, so that's what that is. Uh, Derek, should we, should we, or can we send videos or gifts in the email messages and or photos? I would hold off on that. Uh, how do we know open rates in uh, progressing nicely over time? Uh, well, I think that just having the expectations that you you can't expect to have twenty percent or or higher all the time as your list grows, but you do want to maintain that above if you can. Uh, should our emails be coming from Gmail? Will they get flagged if we broadcast from Gmail? Um, you If you're using ConvertKit, you need a .com type email address or your website URL. So Scott at uh, brandcreators.com, that's the email we use. I can't use brandcreators at gmail.com. It will get flagged as spam because it's a free account. Uh, did she broadcast from an autoresponder versus Gmail or ConvertKit? It's ConvertKit, I believe. Uh, can we have too many links or how many hyperlinks should we have? Yes, I would keep it no more than two or three. And I, in the beginning, I would try to only have one, two max. How do you notify them to keep email from going to spam where it usually ends up most times in promotions or spam and not directly to an inbox? The best thing to do is keep your emails very clean and very lean, meaning not a lot of graphics, not, I would say no graphics. Um, and in the very beginning, when you're starting to communicate, get them to reply to you, ask them an open-ended question, something like, um, it's Scott dot, dot, dot. Did you receive your download question mark? Then inside be like, Hey, it's Scott. I just wanted to check in. I just noticed that you, uh, that you downloaded the checklist. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. Um, and also let me know what is one thing that you're stuck on right now with catching more bass. Um, look forward to hearing from you, Scott, that's it. No links. So that what that's going to do is anyone that opens, it's going to give you a better chance of being delivered. Okay. In the inbox. And then once it does get delivered, you have people that are going to be opening and replying. Now that's going to signal to Gmail, Yahoo, any of the other, other mail providers that they want to receive email from you. So that's one little trick guys. If you're not doing that, you need to do that. Uh, okay. If our email account is new on the first few posts, we can still include one link over to our new blog post. Yes, you can. Um, again, you just also, you don't want to use like marketing words, right? You just want to keep it really, really simple. It'll make more sense here when I show you guys what I'm, what, what I wrote here in a minute. So let's get into that. All right. Let me get over to my text doc here. All right. Now guys, I wrote this this morning. Okay. So here it is my subject line reads this fun project for kids. Try this. Okay. So again, the other email that Karen wrote was must, you know, must read for kids or must read for your kids. Um, something like that, right? This here, I'm specifically saying a fun project for your kids. Now, we know that that they want fun projects. They they are trying to teach their kid. They are trying to do things to occupy their kids and to help them, right? So a fun project for your kids would be something like this. Okay, so here we go. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read this and then we'll talk a little bit about it, all right? Hey, Lisa, uh, I hope you had a great weekend. It's the start of a new week and I wanted to give you a fun project to share with your kids that I'm sure we're sure they'll really enjoy. You can watch the video here. I tested this project with my granddaughter, Willa, and she loved it. At the, end of the, at the end of doing this project, your kids will have a piece of art that they will be proud of. It's super fun, and you should give it a try. Also, last week, I added some new content on the blog about developing fine motor skills that are super helpful. You'll also find worksheets and resources to follow that will make it easier to teach your kids. We all know that this is really important for a child's growth in learning. Check out the fine motor skills post with downloads here. If you have any questions, you can always hit reply and send them to me personally. I will personally respond to uh respond and do my best to help. Have a great day and enjoy, enjoy that art project. Smiley face, Karen. P.S. After you get your art project done with your child, I would love you to send me a picture of it. In the video we recorded together, you'll see how Will is turned out here. She had so much fun. See that, guys? Now that literally took me 15 minutes and I'm not even into this market. I just took her message, Karen's message, and I just reshaped it. So see what I'm doing here? I hope you had a great weekend. Not, um, you know, I had a great weekend. How was yours? Right. It's, I hope you had a great weekend. It's the start of a new week. And I wanted to give you a fun project to share with your kids that I'm sure they'll really enjoy about them right? It's about them. You can watch the video here. Okay? So I gave them what I was going to talk about and what I was going to give them, right? I was I want to start the week off with a fun project to share with your kids that I'm sure that they'll really enjoy. It's about them. It's about their kids. It's about their students. It's about them being able to give them something that they don't have to think about, right? So it's benefiting them, not me. Okay? You can watch the video here. Okay. I tested this project with my granddaughter. Now I'm letting them know I tested it with my granddaughter, right? Willa, and she loved it, right? And then I go on to say, at the end of doing this project, your kids will have a piece of art that they will be proud of. Who doesn't want to have their kid be proud of their art project? And you can hang it up on the fridge, right? So that right there, again, is about them. At the end, their kid's going to have a project that they're gonna be happy with, that they're gonna be proud of, right? Okay, it's super fun and you should give it a try. Smiley face. All that that smiley face is doing there, and this isn't a graphic smiley face, this is you know, a colon, a hyphen, and a bracket. That's it, that's all I ever do. I don't use emojis or uh, um, any of the graphics inside of there because I don't want any graphics in my email. And also, if you were to text a friend, that's what it would usually look like in an email. Okay, so it's super fun and you should give it a try. Now, if I was going to add another call to action, which I'm not sure if I would in this case, right? If I want people to go to that YouTube video, Karen, that you created, then I don't want any other distractions, right? But in this case, I just tried to bridge the two because I know that you wanted to draw attention to one and then draw attention to another. Okay, so if I was going to split the focus and have a call to action on two different things, this is what it would look like, all right? I said, also, last week, I added some new content on the blog about developing fine motor skills that are super helpful. You'll also find worksheets and resources to follow that will make it easier to teach your kids. We all know that this is really important for a child's growth in learning, okay? So what did I do there? I said, last week, I added some, I didn't have to say I was super busy doing this and that. I can, but I don't have to. Right. I also, or I says also, last week, I added some new content on the blog about developing fine motor skills that are super helpful. You'll also find worksheets, resources to follow that will make it easier to teach your kids. This is where I say the problem. We all know that it's really important for child's growth in learning. So it's not necessarily a problem, but it's the thing that it will help them with, right? We have to identify what the problem is or what is the issue or what is important and this will help you with that important thing, right? So that's what I did there. And then at the very uh, end of that sentence, we all know that it's really important for a child, uh, child's growth in learning. Check out the fine motor skills post and downloads here, right? If you have any questions, you can always hit reply and send them to me personally. I will personally respond and do my best to help. Now, I might not say to me personally, and then I will personally, I might change that. i too many personallys. I just wrote this fast though, guys, by the way, have a great day and enjoy that art project. Smiley face, Karen or miss Karen. Um, and then PS, after you get your art project done, here's where I'm asking them to send to us. Okay. Now the cool thing is they send it to us. We can ask if we can share it and we can say, here's everyone that's creating their own art project. I could turn this into an auto responder message down the line, right? So now I can take this. And I can literally just copy it over to an, an email sequence and make that part of the follow up, right? Maybe I only do it for the art project portion and I don't do it for the other portion. Okay. And then what I'm doing here, though, is I'm trying to get them to reply to me because I know that if I do, I'll get pictures, which will be awesome. I get to communicate back and forth. It's going to also show me that they are interacting. So that shows Gmail, Yahoo, any of the other providers that. We're going back and forth. We have a connection, right? And they've raised their hand by communicating, okay? And then I just put a little bit of a, of a curiosity thing here. In the video we recorded together, you'll see how Willis turned out here. So what am I doing there? You want to see what Willa's art project looked like. I didn't put a picture in here. I'm saying basically you'll see how hers turned out here. Go check it out, right? So that's in the PS. I brought more attention back to the art project right? Now I could have brought more attention back to the fine motor skills if I wanted to, but in this case, all I did was I brought it back to the art project. So are we trying to grow our YouTube channel and getting people to go view the video? If that's it, then you might not want to put in the fine motor skills in that same email. Maybe that's a separate email. Cause I think both of the, these are two separate emails in a sense. Okay. Um, and then she had so much fun, smiley face. Okay. So that's the email. Okay. Now, Let's go to subject lines. Okay? Down here, I have different subject lines. And the reason why I did this is because this here was my first one, right? Fun project for your kids, try this, right? Now, let's say that I wanted the angle to be something different. Well, here, how about this one? Critical for young kids developing fine motor skills. Right? Critical. Who wants some, who wants to know what is critical for young kids? Right? Again, we are assuming that, Karen, that you have dropped a lead magnet out there that is attracting teachers or homeschooling moms. So we know that if they see this, they're like, yeah, I want to know what's critical for young kids developing fine motor skills. Yes, that is. I know fine motor skills are good, right? So this is critical. I better read this, right? Do you see what I did there? Here's another one, okay? Three reasons why kids struggle with learning right? So people want to know what are the three reasons? Well, developing fine motor skills is a big one. So we got to, we got to work on that. Actually, I've got an exercise for you to do, and I got downloads. See, um, lessons for fine motor skills plus downloads was another one that I just came up with out of thin air. Um, now this is, this is something now what I would do if I was to send to the unopens, it would be this one for this email in particular, because Our focus wasn't necessarily fine motor skills. It was art projects. So keep your kids busy with this art project, right? So instead of the other subject line, which you can't see it right now, but I'm going to go back to it. So it was a must read for your kids. And then the next, uh, the unopens, uh, to that email, the email that with the, the unopens was, have you read this question mark about kids? Right? So, yeah, I mean... Someone might be like, no, I didn't read it. What do, I, what do I need to know about kids, right? But isn't it better if you read something like this, keep your kids busy with this art project, or three reasons why kids struggle with learning, or lessons for fine motor skills plus downloads, critical uh, for young kids developing fine motor skills, or how about this? Kids are loving this art project. And then maybe you do this. Try this. That's it, right? Kids are loving this art project. I want to know what this art project is, right? So there's that little bit of curiosity there. And then I'm saying, try this. That's the call to action, right? It's in the subject line. Now you could do it with or without it. It doesn't have to be in there. Um, But anyway, guys, that's what we do. That's an email. That's a good email right there that I basically just drafted up in 15 minutes by going off of what Karen had already put out there. Again, she's getting good opens right now, good clicks. I think we can do better. And I think we can do better with as far as what's happening when they are reading this email and what they're getting from it, okay? The other thing I want to talk about here before we do wrap this up is I want you to pay attention to the formatting here, right? Um, I am uh, very, very uh, conscious of making sure that it's scannable, okay? So I hope you had a great weekend, space. It's the start of a new week, and I wanted to give you a fun project to share with your kids that I'm sure they'll really enjoy. Space. You can watch the video here. Boom. Anytime you have that, you want to keep, like, you can watch that video here, right? Or you can even put in here to draw a little bit more awareness to it. You can watch this fun art project video here. That could be, you know, that line. Um, And then I jumped down to another line. I tested this project with my granddaughter, Willa, and she loved it. Space. At the end of the day, or at the end of doing this project, your kids will have a piece of art that they will be proud of. Space. Super fun, and you should give it a try. Smiley face. Space, right? So it's chunk, chunk, chunk. Everything is scannable. If I got this email and it looked like this, look, look what this looks like, right? Like Already, I'm, I'm like, I'm not reading that thing. It's messy. I can't even scan the thing, right? Look, how would that how would that be, right, like, my eyeballs are, like, ready to get glazed over, I'm like, eh, I'm out, I don't want to read that, and it just looks messy, Um, so we don't, yeah, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to do that, all right, guys, so there you have it, hopefully, you took a lot of notes, hopefully, you took a lot away from that, because if you have an email list right now, Number one, you should be emailing them at least once a week, all right? Number two, if you don't have an email list, you should start building one ASAP, all right? And the way that you can do that is inside of Brand Creators Playbook, there's a whole section in there that's called Email uh, List Building 101, okay? Email List Building 101. And inside of that book, you're going to see all of the different ways that you can build a list, but also exactly how to do it. And then from there you can go ahead and start building that list. If you want a copy of the playbook and you haven't grabbed it yet, head on over to brandcreatorsbook.com. Yes, you will buy me a cup of coffee, but uh, I promise you, it will be worth it. All right, you buy me a cup of coffee, you get the playbook. It's that simple. Head on over to brandcreatorsbook.com. Go through that section if you are just looking to build a list. If you're looking to really take your brand to the next level, go through the entire playbook. It's the exact playbook that all of our Brand Creators Academy students are going through. It's what we go by every single day and in every single brand. So brandcreatorsbook.com is where you'll find that. All right, guys, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode now let's rock your brand